Hey, future and fellow Profitable Pet Sitters, Melinda Walker here with ProfitablePetSitter.com. I don't know if y'all can hear in the background, but my dog is laying next to me and he's snoring so loudly that I think it's going to pick up on the mic. But really, what is a pet sitting podcast without a snoring dog in the background? So let's just bear with him. Hey, buddy. Oh, still asleep. Thank you for joining me at the Profitable Pet Sitter Podcast, where every week we are making you the next profitable pet sitter. This week, we're talking about why a profitable pet sitter has a two key policy. Let me share my story. This morning, I'm serving as the on-call manager. I am responsible for answering any issues that arise with a sitter. The sitter says the lockbox won't budge while she's at this client's house. When the sitter that had visited 12 hours prior is asked about any issues with the lockbox, she agrees, yes, the lockbox had been a little janky, but it had worked for her just barely. This was a lockbox that was purchased by the client after the meet and greet instead of one that we had provided and installed at the meet and greet. Now, I don't know why clients don't buy our lockboxes. We can offer them for less than they can buy them in the store, but that is how this went. At this point, two sitters have confirmed it is likely the lot box, so we gotta go with that. Never fear, we have a two key policy. This means that the client signed an agreement stating they would provide two ways to access the home. They don't literally need two keys, but two ways to get in. Mostly a key goes in a lock box at their home and another key stays in the office. Though sometimes we might have a garage code and a hidden key somewhere else. At the meet and greet, the onboarding manager should note the two ways to access the home in the system we use, the app. When an issue occurs, like the battery dies and the garage door opener, or the key gets dropped between the slats of the deck and there's no way to access under the deck, or the key gets dropped in between the slats of the deck and there is a way to access it, but it's covered by a million spiders, then we have the backup. The sitter can go to the office and get the spare key. All these things and more have happened to us, which is what forced us to create the two key policy. I like to have as few policies as possible. I mean, who likes rules, right? As an on-call manager for the day, I looked in the office filing cabinet, no extra key. I look in the instructions, no other mention of a second way in. No, so much for that two key policy. The client is called and has a friend bring her key over. Problem is, this is only the bolt key to the outer door to the mudroom, and we still don't have access to the house. The interior door is just that, an interior door. It seems easy enough to use a credit card and jimmy it open, except it's not. The sitter takes a portion of the doorknob off the door to get in. The client has said, do anything you can, do. And boy, that sitter did everything she could do. Still, no success. At this point, I've been on the phone with the sitter for the last 30 minutes, attempting solutions, and the sitter has been there a full 90 minutes trying to get in the door. The sitter asked me with a sigh, what should I do? I told her to leave. I told her I would come and try it myself. I honestly didn't think I had any superpowers to better deal with the situation than she had been doing, but at least I had only been thinking about it the last 30 minutes instead of 90, and I would come at it with fresh eyes. When I arrived, I tried that credit card trick, which failed as it had with her. I tried the windows that I couldn't reach, which were locked. And then I noted the ladder that would allow me to access the higher windows. 
jackpot. An unlocked window into the kitchen, and just my luck, a large dog food container is just under the window for me to steady my feet on once inside. I am thrilled to get in. As we are about two hours later than we would usually let the dogs into the yard for a potty break, I rush to get them outside into the backyard. Thankfully, I remember there's also a cat inside, so I shut the door, only to realize I have yet again locked myself out. Back to the window. I have to crawl through the window again. I fix the access to the house so the next sitter won't have to also climb through the window, complete the big five pets, and I'm on my way. I skip the big five home and ask the next sitter to take up my slug. The only reason to make a rule is to mitigate a problem. We don't make a rule the first time an issue occurs. We have to see that there's a real problem that needs addressing. Key issues are a real problem that need a policy. Now, who's to blame for this situation? I believe, like with most every single problem I've ever encountered, there's more than one person or entity to blame. The client, in this case, could have had two options to get in when the onboarding manager arrived for the meet and greet. The onboarding manager could have not continued service after they didn't provide the two ways to access the home. I always like to end with what blame I can take. If I can't take some of the blame, then I don't have any authority to improve the situation. Luckily, there's blame for me too. I've done plenty of meet and greets when I didn't require the second access. I should use the policy I created and set the standard. I could have told the sitter to leave at the end of the paid amount of time, even though she hadn't gotten in, and then told the client that she didn't provide a second way in, and until she could, we couldn't care for the pets. Now, I wouldn't actually do that because I think it was an honest mistake all the way around. It was a rental house. They didn't have another set of keys to spare. They assumed the lockbox would work perfectly, just like the onboarding manager did, and probably just like I would have done if I'd have been doing the meet and greet myself. Apparently, the lockbox door that covers the dials had broken and lodged into the dials, preventing them from rolling. See, plenty of blame to share. Even the lockbox company gets a little. So what does a profitable pet sitter learn from this story? When a problem arises, time and again, create a policy and then actually enforce that policy. Work as a team. Let it be a learning situation for everyone involved, including you. Mostly you really, because you're the only one that has control. And third, assume the best. Assume there's a solution. In this case, there was an unlocked window and an accessible ladder. There was a sitter that spent 90 minutes working hard to find a solution. There was a backup to assist that sitter so she didn't feel alone. There is now a great story that each of us involved got to learn from. And you get to learn from. And I guarantee that that client will tell that story of her pet sitter climbing in her window in her five-star review. All right, fellow and future profitable pet sitters, you know the profitable pet sitter plan for today is to create the two key policy for your business, and then more importantly, act on it. Talk soon.